This episode has been brought to you by Made With Rage. Made With Rage is a black British-owned Etsy store selling Harry Potter and Star Wars face masks, perfect for this current times, swimwear, bags, and loads more. All products have been handmade with love and care, and bespoke requests are welcome. To find out more, click on the link in the description, or visit etsy.com slash madewithrage0. You said you'd come. Lawrence, hope Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 80 of the Wulong Talks podcast. Hi, my name is Jason. I'm the host of the show, as you know by now, and a very happy new year to all of you listening to us uh, all around the world. Um, I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime, my cohort, Mr. Rich Kid, aka Mr. Rich Reviews, aka, well, he's not really the wrestling kid anymore, so we can't really put nope, him. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame, man. But anyway, Rich is here. Rich, <laughs> say what's up, man. Happy New Year, man. What's going on, people? What's happening, Jay? You good? Yeah, all good, sir. All good, all good. Thank you very much. And um, as said, listeners, thank you very much for joining us once again on Wulong Talks. I believe it's episode 80. I don't know. Um, I, to be honest, like, we've got two universes now in the Wulong Talks podcast. We've got mm-hmm. the canon universe, and then we've got the spin-off universe. And whatever <laughs> happens in the spin-off universe doesn't affect canon. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think in canon we're on episode 80 um, So yeah, we're rapidly approaching 100 So that should be fun We should do something special yeah. for that, I think It's going to be a milestone It's a milestone, man Yeah, yeah, big time, big time But um, yeah, we hope that you are well Listening to us wherever you are um, The world is a crazy place right now um, Boy, the events of just the past week Have been crazy <laughs> like absolutely mm. insane um as you probably know the uk and and london in particular where rich and i are from is in a bit of a mess thanks to coronavirus and uh, inept government uh, um yeah there we go so we're back in a lockdown again so um yeah happy days <laughs> i guess but mm. you know this is um kind of the way that the, the world is working at the moment um and boy the less said about america right now the better so <laughs> i think we just need to move off from the politics man um mm-hmm. rich how have you been doing dude what you been up to how's life been treating you you know what i've been all right you know i can't complain christmas was decent um new year was decent and um yeah it was, it was okay man haven't really been playing any computer games haven't really been doing any reading yeah, I just kind of just fell off it. But I've been training a lot. And um, and I've just been killing the shows, man. Like, I, like 2020 into 21, the, especially the, the last few months, everything I watched was just heavy. So mm. I've just been watching really good TV, man. Like, me like me and my son and, and the missus, we've been watching really good TV. Oh, like, wicked. Cobra, yeah, yeah, like Cobra Kai started and me and Luke were just like, hey, this, this Cobra Kai... <laughs> he was reminding me that he remember Cobra Kai is about to start. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and 
that's dope that's dope that's dope well listeners yeah i mean what we're going to do on this episode is basically um we'll give you a brief rundown or rich will give you a brief rundown of some of his highlights um from the year uh for those of you who tuned in for our christmas special that we did on youtube thank you so much for doing that um we really appreciate it Uh, and it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun um so we're definitely going to try and do that again um i'm not sure when but we will put some plans in place and and hopefully be able to get another live broadcast out uh, for you guys to interact with us on on the recording and you know have a chat and generally share some laughs and and talk about movies and all that good stuff so um we'll let you know when we're going to do another live one so make sure you're following us on social media but um on that recording rich didn't really get an opportunity to talk much about um kind of the things that uh, stood out for him this year especially like kind of favorite shows and stuff so I'm going to give him a quick opportunity here to to run through some of that uh, with you today um, I'll tell you a little bit about what I was doing over Christmas because I incredibly had two weeks off from work I know crazy right but <laughs> I had two weeks off <laughs> so I was able to actually watch some stuff um, uh, so yeah I'll be sharing my thoughts with uh, some of the things I, I've seen and enjoyed um, and then we'll give a, a brief overview of, of what's to come for 2021 and the things we're looking forward to and, and stuff like that and hopefully it'll be a fun listen um, but yeah Rich um, what were your kind of your highlights really for 2020 what were the things that you uh, really enjoyed watching uh, during the year and stuff um, well for me you know what like last year I mean I think I'm, I've mentioned this on the podcast anyway but I did the opposite of what a lot of people were doing in regards to watching you know Netflix Amazon you know all that stuff and I really really picked what I wanted to watch like I didn't watch nonsense like I'd see a particular show and I'd be like that looks good I'm going to commit to that and I'm not going to rush it. I'm going to take my time, like maybe one episode a night, two episodes a night. And so like, I, I felt really lucked out. But, so, but one of my highlights for that was um, Raised by Wolves by Ridley Scott. It just, it was just like really good old fashioned sci-fi that I, I, I seriously am craving ever since. Well, I've been craving that for, for a good 20 years. I love all the Star Wars and all that stuff. That's all good. I, I love spaceships and the laser guns and the pion pions. But I miss that science fiction that really makes you think. But it's got a good, nice, it's got, you know, it's got a good amount of action in it. And Raised by Wolves did that for me this year. Well, last year, should I say. So that was one highlight. Mm. Um, I sent, Did I send you a couple of episodes? Um, I believe you did, yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah. haven't even watched Watch it, it yet. So, yeah, you watched it, yeah. Yeah, watch no, it. It's just, yeah. yeah, it's good. Like some of the topics it deals with, like it deals with the type of things that science fiction that would have been written in the 50s and 60s dealt with, but they weren't allowed to talk about it. So they had to use it, they had to mask it up in like a, a fantasy story, you know? So like, yeah, so that, and that's what Raised by Wolves really feels like. It, is, it talks a lot about gender, gen, well, gender identity, um, family, nature versus nurture, religion, society, democracy. It's just a really, really good show. So hmm. that, that was one of my highlights. And I'm sure, what was the other one? And obviously Mando. Hmm. Mando was a damn problem. Mando was a good look, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Yeah, Mando yeah, was I mean, a good look. Yeah, Mando you know was, how, remember, was remember how I felt about season one? Remember, mm. I was a bit iffy about season one. I was like, some episodes are good, some episodes weren't. And then I watched this one. Listen, that episode, look, look if you haven't seen this season two of Mandalorian, 
that's right now that's your problem yeah that, that's your problem but there's one bit that i'm going to talk about or two or three bits right the bit where soka comes and at the beginning she's just killing the robots and stuff in the shadows remember mm. that bit yeah mm-hmm. that's they, this as bad as 2020 was you know what it gave us it gave us a, a jedi who knows how to do ninja stuff you know how amazing <laughs> that is <laughs> That's, that's, that's simply what it is. I'm going to break it out to layman's terms. A Jedi that can do ninja stuff. I was like, yeah, I'm sold. And then there's that bit where Mando has to pretend to be the stormtrooper. And he has the Indiana Jones fight on top of the moving tanks. Are you kidding mm. me? Even talking about it right now is getting my heart heated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, this is Indiana Jones. This is how I know they, make a, they can make a good Indiana Jones film. Because they've done it on TV now. We just need to make sure there's no nonsense that they put in the last one. You know, and Harrison looks like he can still have himself. Like, this is definitely the last one, but we can definitely have one last one. Um, yeah, so those two were, I think, were like my main highlights. And then obviously there's a few things I'm looking forward to, to watching in 2020. Well, my 2020 started well, like I said, um, Cobra Kai season three, that started my 2020 nice, 2021 nicely. I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed mm. right now. Yeah, well, as I said, for The Mandalorian, I mean, we're definitely going to do like a, a breakdown of that. That is coming, listeners. So um, I know mm. I, I promised it last year, but we just didn't have the time at all last year to kind of sit down and, and really do it justice. But we will be doing that for 2021, no question. Um, because it's just that show was just incredible, especially the mm. second season was was absolutely fabulous. So um, from start to finish, it was brilliant. And there were so many highlights from from that season. So, yeah, we're definitely going to do a, a, a breakdown of that. So watch this space. We, we will uh, be talking big about The Mandalorian in the future. Um, yeah, well, for me, as said, I was off for uh, most of Christmas. So it gave me a chance, first and foremost, to indulge in some day drinking, which is something I, I don't get to do too often anymore. So, you know, hmm. being sozzled at four o'clock in the afternoon is actually quite fun. Um, tell, so, tell, yeah. tell the truth. Quick, quick question. Tell the truth. When you're sizzled at four o'clock in the afternoon, do you feel like you're in some form of like, in quotation marks, coming of age about a white lady who doesn't know where she, what she's doing with her life, being plagued by like Renee Zellweger? <laughs> <laughs> no, because you know what? Because I just realized, yeah, like, I, like, I br- like like a black male like version Jones. of British of yeah, Bridget yeah, Jones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? No, because I'm not going to lie to you. Like I just realized I didn't. Throughout the whole lockdown, I don't think I got drunk in the middle of the day. And I was like, right, I'm, that's a wasted opportunity. Mm. Like, yeah, everybody wants to be Bridget Jones at some point in their life. Like, what, what's that word? Ali McBill? Yeah, man. <laughs> I, think, I was like, oh, my God, it's a lockdown. What am I going to do? Let me pour some wine, play some 70s soul music and just dance in the living room. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's a good look, mm. man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, definitely. They said Christmas, I, I, I was living it up, mate. So yeah, for two weeks, I was good. So I spent a lot of time um, catching up with the, the family and, and stuff like that, which was awesome. Um, but more importantly, I got to watch a lot of shows. Um, well, not just shows, actually, I watched a lot of movies. Uh, but, you know, one of the big things that, that we did as a family over Christmas was we watched uh, Soul, uh, the Disney Pixar okay. movie. And um, yeah, it, it had its big release on, on Disney Plus over uh, Christmas Day. Um, and apparently it, it's driven like a crazy number of um, yeah, new subscribers yeah. for Disney Plus. I think they, they absolutely smashed it in terms of um, 
signing up new subscribers just for that movie, which is like mind blowing when you think about it. Um, apparently there was a, a big article in the Wall Street Journal about it and stuff. So um, yeah, I'll have to dig into that and, and um, have a look and, and see what the numbers were. But yeah, it was... Um, it was a, a really, really good experience. I mean, I know you you didn't necessarily um, enjoy it as much as I did. Um, mm. But, you know, I, I really, really liked it. I, I liked that it was, you know, it's funny. It, to me, it kind of echoes a lot of the things that you said in relation to Raised, with, Raised by Wolves, in that mm. it was an attempt by Pixar to kind of tell, well, to ask big questions, you know, um, which is something that they've done with with quite a few of their films. I mean, some people are referring to it as as like the the existential Pixar trilogy um, because of okay, yeah. um, how s- similar in tone and and in what they were trying to do in Soul um, mm. is to say Inside Out, and I've forgotten and what up. the other movie is. And Up, yeah, that one up, yeah, um, up, yeah, in, yeah. In that, it basically it's these three movies that you know they. Yes, they're animated movies. Yes, primarily they're marketed at children, but clearly the, you know, the questions that they're asking in these films are are hugely existential questions about your Mm. life and how you see yourself and and how you deal with adversity. And, and, you know, soul goes even further out there to basically say, like, what is your purpose? Why are you here? Mm. You know, what is your Mm. reason for doing what you do in your life day in, day out? And um, yeah, I really kind of was like, oh, I, I kind of like that they've gone out there with it, and and not and not necessarily gone down the the path of um, you know the the well trodden path of kind of like the Toy Story movies and things like that. And again, that's not to say that the Toy Story movies don't do this as well, but mm. it's just that with with Soul, they really kind of pushed the boat out um, in terms of of following those ideas. Um, and it worked really well for me. I, I really loved it. I loved the music. The, the music was amazing. Um, you know, I loved the character designs as well. The, the, the character designs were really vivid. Um, and the, the the setting in New York felt so real. I mean, I, I don't live in New York. I've never been to New York. But a lot of the people um, that I speak to on social media who are familiar with New York were like, that's one of the most kind of realistic renditions of new york that they've ever seen and that's included live action you know movies and tv shows they've never seen somebody capture kind of the spirit of the city in the way that that soul does um and yeah as i said we we really enjoyed it um quincy liked it a lot as well um for those of you who don't know that's my little one-year-old boy um he really enjoyed it he stopped playing with all his toys and, and started watching it um and my wife watched it as well and and she really enjoyed it too she was scared to watch it because she said i don't like pixar movies they upset me um generally because there's always something sad in there <laughs> but um yeah we, we we really really enjoyed so um really enjoyed it so that was uh, a lot of fun um yeah so sorry you can say a little piece on soul as, as i said because i know your opinion is slightly different to mine on on this so uh, yeah if you want yeah. to uh yeah chip in yeah yeah, yeah. No, you know what? I, I, it's it's not that I hated it. It's just that it wasn't what I was expecting it to be. Mm, like mm, for what yeah, it's yeah, yeah. in the advertising yeah. and the marketing. Mm. And so I really wanted yeah, to watch the, it. The, with, the, the, with, I, yeah, I, sorry to cut you, but yeah, yeah, I get that right. because the the marketing really did kind of push it as like the kind of the typical sort of jovial comedy 
kind yeah. of um, thing that you expect from from Pixar, but but actually it's quite different. But yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, and um, and yeah, and so I really wanted to watch it with Luca, but he wasn't he wasn't involved in it, hmm. and so that really so that upset me quite a bit. And then by the time when we did watch it, like he watched it, but then he kind of like left halfway through. Hmm. And then because he looked, because he wasn't invested in it anymore, then I wasn't invested in it anymore. And so to be fair, I didn't even watch it to the end. I kind of fell asleep. Mm. But I didn't hate it. It just didn't grab me. So, but what I am going to try and do is I'm going to watch it again because obviously I need to see the end. I'm going to watch it from the beginning and see, you know, if 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 like if it catches me a different way. The only reason I'm going to do that as well is because everybody's been saying how it's amazing. And I'm just like, am I broken? <laughs> like, did i miss something <laughs> yeah yeah no i know what you mean um i hate that feeling as well <laughs> when yeah. everybody's saying like this thing is great and you're like huh mm. but um yeah no th- incidentally that's how i felt after venom well no i just felt angry after venom to be honest because mm. mm. i was like how dare you try how dare you try and tell me this film was good um <laughs> but yeah, like no, I, I I totally understand, and and as I said, I do get it because you do have a a, a certain expectation when it comes to Pixar and their movies. You you know you do expect a certain type of movie now because they've been doing this for a long time. But um, one thing I will say is is they are for me probably the most consistent movie studio out there in terms of quality. You may not necessarily like everything they put out but everything they put out one way or another is going to make an impact on you. There's nothing that they're going to put out that you're just going to go, eh, yeah, it was all right, I suppose. And then forget about it tomorrow. Um, everything will, will make an impact on you, even cars. And I don't like either of the cars films. Um, mm. I know they're quite popular with uh, uh, Americans, but I, I don't get the cars yeah. films. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, Luke, <laughs> Luke, Luke, yeah Luke was loving it at one point. Mm. He loved yeah. it. I was like, "What cars?" He's yeah. Like, yeah, I like cars, like Lightning McQueen, and I was like, "You, you like cars? You don't want to watch Incredibles?" <laughs> yeah, just just stop being silly and watch Incredibles, boy. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, Pixar like really do the 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 quality and the standards are so high from from them that um yeah, it's just it's it's crazy, man, totally crazy. But um, yeah, Soul was uh, really good. Uh, we finally watched Hamilton as well. Um, oh, apparently, yeah. oh yeah, did you enjoy it? How was it? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm not usually a massive musicals fan. Like I, I, I have mm. a couple that I like, like I like Mary Poppins. Um, I like yeah. all the old Disney ones, like Mary Poppins, Bread Nob- Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Um, what other ones do I like as well? Uh, is there any others? I suppose I like The Sound of Music everybody likes mm. the sound of music so yeah you can't really hate that can you um mm. but yeah i'm not necessarily a massive musicals fan unless there's like a heavy dose of comedy involved in it um but hamilton was really good it was just really well done really really well done man um it, you know it's a uh, alexander hamilton was was not a person i knew much if anything at all about from mm. american history so um I was able to kind of approach it with uh, kind of an open mind. Um, and yeah, it's, it's magnificently well done. The way they, they used music to kind of tell the, the story of, of Alexander Hamilton's life and, and the role that he played in shaping um, America today and kind of how they, they parallel what is happening in America today with, with kind of what was happening back then was, was really quite, 
quite interesting, I thought, and and again, not done in a sort of preachy way, but done in, in quite a smart way. Um, the use of like rap as, as well is, is very innovative and, and, and mm. done in, in a kind of a smart way to introduce the, the different characters and the different people that are involved. And um, yeah, it's, it's just a really big success. So um, hats off to everyone that was involved in, in Hamilton. We were supposed to go and see the stage show and then um, we, I can't remember why we didn't go. There, there was a reason why, I can't remember. Um, no, but, it got, got cancelled got cancelled oh yes that's right yeah. yeah 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 i was yeah. gonna say covid but i don't think it, it was, was, i don't it think COVID? it was covid no i think there no, was no, something was else but no. um yeah. yeah yeah but yeah we were supposed to go and, and see the stage show and we never got around to to seeing it so yeah it was good to be able to kind of watch it but actually funny enough both me and, and and the missus were saying that we're actually glad we didn't go and see the stage show because seeing it on in film format on, on Disney plus actually kind of made it easier to understand, so to speak. Okay. Whereas if you're mm. trying to watch it live on a stage show, I think there's a lot of things that probably would have flown over our heads and, and we wouldn't have understood. So, um, so yeah, Hamilton was a, a really good look. Um, I also caught up with uh, Transformers War for Cybertron on uh, Netflix. Oh shoot. Yeah. Um, the second chapter is launched uh, Earthrise. Uh, that came out, mm. I think, on New Year's Day. And um, I binged the, the whole lot through the day. Uh, and I loved it, man. I freaking loved it. Um, <laughs> it it's really, a, a, you know, I described it on Twitter as kind of like a love letter to um, the Transformers G1. G1. But also it ties in um, Beast Wars elements and, and all kinds of different things. Um, you know, lots of things throughout Transformers lore and, and canon are, are, are kind of tied in. Some of it doesn't always necessarily make sense if you kind of, depending on, you know, what your particular timeline is that you like or what your particular narrative is that you like, because Transformers is, is at this point is kind of like Star Trek in that there's just, there's so many different timelines and variants that it's easy to get very, very lost. Um mm-hmm. But what they've done with Earthrise essentially is just cherry pick the bits that they like and kicked out the bits that they didn't and then put it together to make a story and the story works. So, um, or certainly works for me. So yeah, if you're a Transformers fan, then I would definitely say go and check out um, Earthrise because yeah, they, there's a lot of fun moments. There's a lot of crazy cameos in there as well. There are things where you're like, oh my God, they did that. Like, are you crazy? <laughs> so um, yeah, it's definitely worth checking out um, Transformers Earthrise as, as well. And as a G1 diehard, yeah, I, I kind of, I was digging it. I, I can't lie. I was really digging it. And also they, they don't reference the Michael Bay movies, which is brilliant. So um, <laughs> yeah, that's all been consigned to the dustbin finally. Um, so yeah, that was cool. And I've been catching up with uh, the fourth and final season of Attack on Titan as well. Um, and yeah, that has thrown me through a loop. I can't even lie because the first two episodes that came out, I was baffed. I had to speak to, <laughs> I had to speak to um, you know our friend and friend of the show, Yellow Rage Attacks, aka Marquita, the um, the anime goddess to try and explain it to me because I didn't have a clue what was going on the first two episodes I was like what what is this we left the story at a certain point and then like we're here and then it kind of dawned on me and after she explained it that we were um there's been a like a four-year time jump in the story um 
which is one of these things that anime does and you're just like listen just i don't mind it but just explain in it <laughs> like treat us like we're dumb don't assume we're all clever and we understand that you've fast forwarded four years because we don't um but yeah it, it's got to a really interesting point in the story again i don't want to go into like too much spoilers and stuff on this podcast because there's podcast future podcasts to come um, well, we'll be discussing things like this and we'll probably grab uh, Marquita on as well to, to give her 10 pence worth. Um, mm. But yeah, you know, the, it, it, the story's starting to heat up now. Um, and I don't think there's many episodes left in the season anyway. So um, yeah, they're getting a move on with the story and uh, it looks like it's heading to an explosive climax. So yeah, we will um, see how things play out on that. But Attack on Titan was, was um, really cool really cool and i'm gonna miss it because I, I i love that show um i know you didn't necessarily get on with it that, that much did you Nah, i did it wasn't really my thing man like mm. you know what it was i think it's, it might be one of those shows where i like watch it when it's finally done and i'll mm. probably like it and come back a bit oh jay that show was heavy but you know I me mean? sometimes like when when people start going on about things and like boosting up like it just makes me it just pushes me away from it because mm. mm. i'm scared that i'm gonna commit to it and like and, it's, and I'm not going to enjoy it, and then I would have wasted my time just because I listened to everyone else. So I like to just watch it when I'm when I'm prepared to watch it. So yeah, mm. I that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah, wait until the hype train leaves the station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you definitely. Um, so yeah, no, I, f- I think um, Attack on Titans uh, heading to a nice conclusion there. So. Yeah, that's definitely worth checking out. Um, and I also checked out uh, Sweet Home, which was a recommendation Ooh, yeah. from friend of the show, Jed Shepard. Um, mm. No, that was me, man. It wasn't Jed, man. I said it first, man. Are you sure? Because I, I remember him recommended it on the last podcast. Nope. <laughs> no, because I, no, no, I, rem- I recommended it in a what's it called, man? In our WhatsApp group, man. Yeah, but the podcast listeners ain't in our WhatsApp group, are they? <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> I'm being a child, isn't it? I'm being spoiled. Right, <laughs> I said it first. <laughs> My idea. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's really good. H- have you finished it yet? No, I got to like episode three. And then when I was about to finish it, that's when basically Cobra Kai started. I was like, forget that. <laughs> so I cut everything off. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like you, it's amazing man it's amazing it's absolutely bonkers like it, it's mad it's mad as a, a, a bag of bloody badgers it's, it's nuts mm. but um it's so much fun man so much fun um the, the concepts are really cool um the special the special effects especially the cgi are hilariously bad but i love it mm. <laughs> like it kind mm. of it, it's almost one of those things that that helps with its charm and its appeal so you're kind of like man this is so stupid but it's so great <laughs> like it works perfectly <laughs> but what I do like is the writing and the characters it is so strong um and you know me and you would have had conversations and you know we had a conversation the other day where we talked about kind of how with particularly with um the Korean dramas they seem to really get character development and progress and and paying off like a character arc in a way that sometimes a lot of American shows don't do. Um, you know, there, there's certain characters that you'll come across in in certain American shows, and you know, it's quite clear that you're you're supposed to, as an audience member, heavily invest in one or two of these people, and then the rest are kind of just there to service the story. Whereas with 
Sweet Home, what they've managed to do is to kind of give you, you know, there's there's still main characters, but everybody else within the story has their own arc and has their own kind of journey that they go on. And um, it's just amazing the way that they're able to kind of balance all of these characters together um, and take you on this journey with them. Uh, for those that don't know what it's about, basically Sweet Home is um, it's a horror series. I guess you could call it a horror fr- thriller. And um, mm-hmm. it's based on uh, a webtoon, a uh, South Korean webtoon uh, that came out a few years ago. And um, essentially it's kind of like a survival horror. Basically there's this tower block in, in downtown Seoul um, that all these residents live in. Um, and one day they discover that they've been locked into the tower and they don't understand why. And then when they do come to realize why, it's because there's all these crazy monster creatures that are roaming around outside and just eating everybody and then destroying everything. Um, and these characters that are locked in the tower then try and, and kind of figure out how they're going to survive in, in the tower and um that in itself spins out into kind of various stories for these different characters and as said each character is kind of given their own arc and and their own story and some characters are not quite what you think they are and and others um kind of transform completely but do so in realistic ways for the situation that they're in and uh yeah it's just amazing and as said i don't want to spoil it too much here but um i would just say like go and watch it man absolutely watch it it's it's worth the, the time to invest in um, watching sweet home because that that took me on a, a real journey man so yeah definitely go check that out okay, okay. um cool. and yeah i think that was it pretty much those are the major things really that i kind of uh saw over the christmas break um and enjoyed i didn't really get to do much gaming um Although my son is really into Sesame Street now. Um, He discovered Sesame Street over Christmas and he's loving that. So we started um, watching like some episodes on YouTube and uh, he's really into Elmo at the moment as well. And and he's loving like kind of Elmo and Elmo does like this kind of happy dance. And he has a song called the happy dance that he does whenever he learns something new. And and Quincy loves stamping his feet on the ground like Elmo does when he dances and stuff. So yeah, I've been enjoying that. And I've just been like, wow, like Sesame Street is just amazing, you know. Like that, mm. that's just a that's an institution right there, man. It's like that's leg- been legendary, going legendary. Yeah, that, that's been going since we were kids. Like we were, mm. you know, little ones watching Sesame Street and now he's yeah, watching it. And it's just, you know, it's 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 timeless and, and it's amazing. And, and it's getting a job done and it's still getting a job done. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. There, there's so much like thought and care that that's gone into you know how um they present the, the the different puppets and and how you can teach these kind of life lessons to kids in a way that's really simple for them to understand and and um, mm. you know it's quite complex things at times that that they cover but they do so in a, in a way that keeps it simple um mm. and mm. and makes it as said easy for for children to kind of understand what um the world is and and how you know it operates and yeah it's amazing man it's amazing it really is amazing and it kind of prompted me to go and want to watch um the documentary again about the the guy who created elmo 
Come on, um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's wicked, man. Yeah, yeah, which is such a good film. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but um, I'll bring up the name. Is of it, it, is it like my name good. is Elmo or something? Like my name I is think Elmo. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, my name is Elmo or Being Elmo. That's it. Yeah, Being, being Elmo. Elmo. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, it's just an amazing story. And I was like, wow, I, I really need to. Um, yeah, I need to go and watch this documentary again. But then, unfortunately, it took me down a dark hole. And then I was like, oh, we can't have nice things because it turns out the guy who created Elmo was um, charged, although he was acquitted, but he was yeah. charged in 2012, I think, of, of sexual assault of, of yeah, um, young boys like or that. something like that. And yeah, and, and they said the cases were dropped against him. Um, but I was just like, yeah, this is why we can't have nice things, man. Because mm, mm. <laughs> because nobody's like, it's, it just feels like we live in a, a timeline where all of our heroes just turn out to be villains, <laughs> you know, mm, mm, like, mm. you know, yeah. I, I can't even remember that quote from the the Batman film now, where it's you live long enough to to see yourself become a villain or something like that. I don't know, but yeah, true, true, true. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. That so that slightly depressed me a little bit. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was it really. That was our that was our Christmas and New Year. So um yeah, it was it was good luck, man. It was good luck. Uh so January's shaping up to be a busy, busy month, um, in terms of movies and TV shows and all of that good stuff. Um, we've got a couple of things lined up for you. We are planning on doing a Wonder Woman 84. Uh, review and we'll have a discussion about the wider DCEU in general as well um, given that Justice League will will probably be out um, around I think it Justice League gets released in March uh, yeah yeah, it's March yeah yeah so what we'll do is um, when we do our Wonder Woman review we'll also as said have a wider discussion about the DCEU because we haven't talked DCEU in a while and there's been a lot of stuff going on and a lot of politics and a lot of changes so um, yeah we're going to have to do I think a separate podcast on that so we will have that ready for Wonder Woman's UK streaming release date which is the 13th of January Um, and then of course we've got WandaVision coming up as well the um, first mm-hmm. MCU TV show uh, that will be coming to Disney Plus on January the 15th so um, yeah we'll have I think we will probably do a review of the first two episodes because the first two episodes should be launching on on that day so um, yeah. we'll do a podcast where we'll have a, a, a chat about that and we'll talk about the MCU as well because again there's been lots of changes around there as well that we haven't been able to talk to you all about um, recently so we'll make sure that we do that going forward as well um otherwise is there anything else that you're really looking forward to from this year um mm. movies or tv yeah, wise or you know what there is well god damn it i forgot so there was one division obviously you know you know for obvious reasons marvel um shang chi is coming out this year right yes it is yep yep yeah, it's scheduled for yeah, release yeah, this year yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm super, I'm super excited for that. I mean, I'd be a fool not to be excited for that. But um, but you know what it is? I'm just scared. Like you know, like Black Widow as well is coming. But I'm just scared that, like, if you know, when it comes time to like it being released and they just, they just put it back again, that's my biggest fear right now with like 2021. Yeah, yeah. Well, as said, you know, COVID. We're we're all at the mercy of COVID at the moment. Um, mm. You know, the it, it seems like it seems like that there may be um you know some vaccine 
developments and, and things being rolled out uh, across the UK and the US and around the world. Um, but, you know, we are at the mercy of, of the virus and the competency of, of the various governments. I mean, Joe Biden coming in hopefully means that, you know, there'll be a bit more sensible uh, approaches mm. to, to dealing with COVID in America, which might make a difference to things, hopefully. Um, and as said over here in the UK, you know, we, we have, um, or the government has the vaccines uh, now and it, or it's starting to receive the vaccines now. So it's just a case of trying to roll those out um, and hoping that, you know, that, that makes enough of an impact for us to be able to kind of regain some normalcy to our lives again. So yeah, all of that, um, you know, the movie release dates and, and stuff like that are, are all subject to change as, as they were throughout the entirety of 2020. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess with lots of companies adopting the the streaming model now and, and wanting to put all of their content out, like Warner Brothers, who are, you know, committing to releasing all of their, their movies on HBO Max this year, um, you know, it, it looks like that's the way Hollywood is going at the moment and everything is is, is going to start going to streaming services as well as the cinema, which is going to fundamentally change everything in terms of, um, you know, how the, the movie business works and, and whether cinema chains survive or not. And, and also, so yeah, there's loads of questions that are going to be asked on that. But basically the bottom line is, I guess we've got a we just got to wait and see and see how things play out. But for me, I guess the the, the thing I'd be um, looking forward to, as you said, is, uh, you know, the Disney plus MCU shows. I'm, I'm really pumped for those. Um, yeah. Can't wait to see one division. And we've got Falcon and the winter soldier due out later in the year as well. Yeah. So can't wait for that. Um, and um, yeah, I think that's, that's it really as you said you can't really afford to commit to things i mean there's loads of movies due to come out this year there's fast nine that's due out this year Mm. um mission impossible seven is due out this year um yeah there's loads of stuff loads of stuff um black widow shang chi um it's all due as as you said the question is are we going to get to see it so um Yeah, we're all just going to have to wait and see um, what happens on that front, really. But um, one thing I am going to quickly mention as well, uh, just before we wrap up, um, is that I'm going to be watching a documentary, probably, if not today, then tomorrow, um, that I'm going to do a review on as well, because I haven't done one of our Is It Worth a Tenor reviews in a long, long time. Sorry about that, listeners, but... Uh, I will get that back on track. And as I said, I'm going to do a review of a documentary called 9.79. Don't know if you've heard of this, Rich, but it's, uh, it came out a few years ago and um, it's about the uh, men's 100 meters final um, at the Seoul Olympics in 1988, when uh, Ben Johnson ran the the then world record time of 9.79 seconds um, for the, in the hundred meters final to win the gold. And um, it subsequently came out that he was a drugs cheat and had been taking drugs for years. Yeah. Um, And I remember that Olympic Games and that final specifically because I was like a big, big athletics fan as a kid. I don't know why I was, but I was just a huge athletics fan and in particular a fan of Ben Johnson as well. I just thought he was so cool. (laughs) I don't know why. Um, And... 
I remember vividly the, the news stories and seeing him on the news after that final when the news started to come out that he had cheated and feeling like heartbroken and feeling cheated myself. And, you know, I, I just was like, well, you know, what's the point in doing anything in life if if this guy is, you know, this guy who was my hero, who I idolized, had been cheating the whole time. Um, you know, it, it just really left me crestfallen. Um and this documentary interviews all of the people who were in that final with him um, and basically takes their perspective on the race and things like that. Um, and yeah, it should be some, some interesting viewing, I think. So uh, yeah, I, I got the feeling this one's going to get emotional for me. So um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Watch this okay. space cool. and I'll, cool. I'll check that out. I'll let you know. Um, Rich, you got anything lined up that you're working on over the next couple of days? Um, oh, in fact, you know what? Sorry, you know, I am looking forward to, to watching, and I'm actually going to start it this weekend. Bridgerton, ah, yes, okay, yeah, yeah. My missus has yeah. watched that, um, she said it was good fun, actually. yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I haven't yeah, checked yeah. it out, it, it but... looks it looks enjoyable, yeah, like it's set, I think, during like the Victorian period or something like that. And I just saw black people in it mm. and like all races. I was like, yeah, I gotta watch this, mm. and I, mm. yeah, so yeah, it's looking forward to that, but um. But yeah, yeah, that's it, man. I mean, any recommendations? I will have um I've started doing like what a new segment, which mm-hmm. I haven't actually named properly yet. So it's going by a few things. There's like a one Well, uh, I think we called moment. it that one thing. Was it that one thing that we called it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's what the yeah, first yeah, episode is. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah. Yeah, and basically what I do is that I just pick like a specific moment in time whether it be from like a, a comic book a film animation you know everything that we that we all watch here and all your listeners watch as well as I, I assume um and just pick that one scene which i feel has like a standout moment for me and just hits me on that emotional level so i've done two episodes so far i've done run one of raiden having a fight against vamp in metal gear solid 4 and uh and there's going to be a new one being released uh, at the beginning of this week should i tell him what it is or should i wait for you to release it no, you can tell the people, man. Tell the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, it's going to be the so the next episode is going to be on the scene where you see Robert Downey Jr. use the Wing Chun, uh, come through to beat the guy in the like the little Fight Club thing, and the reason why I like like the scene and why it works for me, and you know, and why it's important in the film to show that scene as well. So yeah, man. So uh, yeah, so hopefully we're going to have at least those maybe once a week, um, and yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I can recommend right now. And Bridgerton. Cool, cool. Sweet, man. All right. Well, um, thanks a lot for joining us, listeners. We really appreciate it. Um, as said, you know, I, I put this out on Twitter the other day and, and uh, I think I put it out on Instagram on New Year's Day, but we really do appreciate those of you who, who've um, stuck around and been loyal and continue to listen to us even when things got patchy in 2020. Um, you know, I think it's... It, it kind of sucks that we haven't been able to do more than than we have done um, up to this point because me and Rich love doing this and we love speaking to you. Um, yeah. and we love hearing from you. But, you know, unfortunately, you said last year was just pretty much a car crash, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> for us on, on many levels. So, um, yeah, they, we just weren't able to, to kind of commit to doing things. But we want to start this year as we mean to go on. So um, make sure you go and check out uh, Richard's uh, That One Thing podcast recording as well about 
Vamp versus Raiden, even if you're not into the Metal Gear Solid games, it's just a good listen because, you know, it's Rich being passionate about the things he loves mm-hmm. and that's always entertaining, man. So, so go and check it out. Um, and keep your eyes open for the Sherlock Holmes episode as well. As Rich said, we'll, we'll have that out for you uh, early next week, probably. Um, all right, that's it, I think. Uh, other than to say thank you, as said, for, for listening. And a shout out to Rob Wade as well um, and to Emotionally 14. Uh, it's a great little platform that we're proud to be a part of. And there's some really terrific podcasts on there as well. So if you want to check out some stuff that's similar to us or, or things that are slightly different to us, then, then make sure you go and head over to emotionally14.com uh, and check out the platform. And as I said, you'll find uh, some really cool podcasts on there as well. Uh, otherwise, yeah, that's me, man. So I'm going to get out of here because, uh, yeah, my throat is dry and scratchy again. I really need to start putting water next to the computer when I'm doing this. <laughs> you think I'd learn by now <laughs> that I need to have water near me. But, yeah, it's madness. It's madness. Anyway, <laughs> I'm rambling. I'm out of here. Rich, say goodnight. Good night, lads. Oh, well, good night, lads. Uh, like, uh, good night, people, and uh, happy new year. Good to good to be back. Yeah, very good to be back indeed. And a happy new year to all of you listeners. Thank you very, very much for sticking with us. And we will see you again real, real soon. Take care, stay safe, and look after one another. Peace. Thanks for listening to us. If you're down with Wulong Talks, show some love by following us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Wulong Talks. You can also find us online at www.wulongtalks.com or drop us an email at wulongtalkspodcast at gmail.com. We can also be found as part of the BrickPod Scene Collective and we're also officially E14 endorsed. Search for those hashtags to enjoy more content from us and from other great British podcasters. 